0: i oh.
1: God and be flesh. to you, amen, he's worthy of our praise this morning, we're going to invite the brothers just to come for the morning offering, open the service in a word of prayer, and brother Jeff Wallman, could I ask you to come please and open the service for us if you would, we don't have any written prayer requests, we know there's many needs in the body, many needs of healing, deliverance, but our God is never present, help, amen, I believe that this morning, may he just meet you where you are, brother Jeff, if you would come please,
2: bow our heads heavenly father we come into your courts with thanksgiving truly we've got much to give you thanks and praise for oh father you've done so much for us these last few years and we're thankful father for everything oh god we come rejoicing oh god you restored our home oh father you've brought things together and lord we're a privileged people oh god that your word has come oh father it's through your word oh father that We have been set free, O God. You've reached down into our lives, into our homes, into our congregation, O God. And we're thankful this morning, O Father. You've followed us all of our lives, O God. You've been faithful. You've brought us through many valleys, through many trials and storms, O God. And we're here to worship and return thanksgiving unto you, O Father. Because you've loved us and chosen us and predestinated us before the foundation of the world to be here this morning, O God. Once more, you have a word in due season for us, Father. And we're coming in expectation with our hearts open, Father, that you would come and make yourself more real to us and more known to us by the preaching of your word, O oh, Father. We pray that we would draw near to you, O oh, God. He said, draw nigh to God and he will draw nigh to you. Meet every need in our midst, O oh, God. I pray anoint your servant as he would come to deliver the oracles of God to us, Father. We pray that you would just be with the offering as the people give of their increase, oh, God, and may the work of God continue and flourish in your presence, we pray, as we commit the rest of this day to you, everything that's said and done, every song that's sung, just be with your people as we worship you now, in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you,
1: Brother brother Jeff. You may have your seats as we take up the offering. Sister Julie, were you ready for your special? Why don't you go ahead and come at this time? I don't think we'll have another song. We'll just go ahead and let you have your special and and we did want to share oh, our faithful deacons letting us know that there is a Saturn with BC plates that has their lights on LE191K. So if you want to have your car still working after the service, you might want to go check on that. Amen. Anyone visiting with us, we do want to extend a warm welcome to you this morning. So our Brother Gabs' parents are here. Brother Guillaume, Sister Natalie, God bless you. I won't make you stand, no worries. It was nice to see you. Nice to have you with us. God bless you. Amen. They came a long way. We can welcome them all the way from <laughs> Quebec. Amen. And anyone else that's visiting this morning, God bless you. We're happy to have you here with us. And we just trust you'll be blessed in the service this morning. We did want to remind uh, everyone of the meeting's Next weekend, for the Anchor of Life Fellowship, they're actually going to be in Marysville. They're not going to be at their Renton location, but there's a Friday evening service at 6, Saturday morning at 11, and Sunday at 12 in Marysville. And if you'd like more information on that, um, well, I don't have it. So you can, <laughs> I'm sure you can get it from Sister Megan, from Brother David, Brother Daniel. Amen. But we want to support them and just rejoicing in what God has done for their congregation. Amen. Sister Julie, thank you.
3: Good morning, brothers and sisters. I just want to sing a song this morning, and it's from the Song of Solomon. Um, this this book is very precious to me, and I find myself often returning to it to draw closer to the Lord. And there's um, a passage in here that I want to share before I sing. It's very close to my heart, and it's a part of my testimony. And I just want to welcome the Lord into our midst this morning and make him special as I sing this song. It's a song of love. Between the Bridegroom, the Heavenly Bridegroom, and the Earthly Bride. And it's called, uh, Hear the Voice of My Beloved. The Voice of My Beloved. Behold, he cometh, leaping upon the mountains, skipping upon the hills. My Beloved is like a roe or a young heart, behold he standeth behind our wall he looketh forth at the windows showing himself through the lattice my beloved spake and said unto me rise up my love my fair one and come away for lo, the winter is past the rain is over and gone the flowers appear on the earth The time of the singing of birds is come And the voice of the turtle is heard in our land The fig tree putteth forth her green figs And the vines with the tender grape give a good smell Arise, my love, my fair one, and come away
4: Hear the voice Of my beloved Gently
3: together lovely the chief among ten thousand to her soul and with unconcealed eagerness to begin her life of sweet companionship with him she answered make haste my beloved and come quickly like a gazelle or a young heart and take me to our waiting home jesus take me to our future home Arise,
4: oh, rise, and come away.
1: Amen. Thank you, Sister Julie. Can we sing that chorus, Jesus, Jesus, something about that name? We're going to invite Sister Natasha. She's going to come and sing a song for us. If you would please, at this time, we'll just sing through the chorus while we while you make your way up. Jesus,
0: Jesus, Jesus. There's just some.
1: Sister Natasha. Amen. We're going to invite our brother Tom to come. I'd like to sing the song with you that the choir's been singing the last couple of times. I speak Jesus. I just want to speak the name of Jesus. I think we know it well enough as a congregation. So let's just sing this as our brother Tom comes. Amen. we'll just turn to the ministering of the word. I just want to speak the name.
5: of God to glorify the King of glory. He broke every stronghold. Not of somebody else. Look at yourself. Look at those chains that were broken. His name is Jesus. Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, what a wonderful atmosphere to approach the holiness of Jesus. Lord, we love your people. We love your word. We pray, God, that you will meet us in a very special way this morning. Lord, that we will proclaim the lovely name of Jesus. Lord, today we are looking to the author and finisher of our faith. Lord, speak to every heart, every soul, every life, from the youngest to the oldest, Lord. Those that have joined with us, bless them. Those that are away, bless them. Use this body of Christ around the world. We love you, Lord. We praise your holy name in Jesus' name. Shout Jesus from the mountains one more time. Let's just, let's praise him now this morning. Amen. This is your. name of Jesus. Amen. At that name, a dead baby came to life. At that name, maybe there's somebody dead here that needs to come to life. Amen. For Jesus himself is the resurrection and the life. Amen. Prayer for Brother Murphy. He'll be preaching this afternoon in Seattle. Pray for Brother Michael. He prayed last night in Switzerland. Apparently they had a tremendous meeting. That's glorious. Pray for Brother Tim. He's away having a few days rest. Pray for me. I'm the only one standing. (laughs) Nice to see you all here this morning. We're here to lift up the name of Jesus. The wonderful thing that what we're talking about even right now, nobody knows of this name outside of the revealed word of the hour. Many people are thinking of a Jesus of yesterday. I'm talking about a Jesus of the now and of the present. I know a God that can deliver and save and heal. Do you know that, Jesus? Not a figment of your imagination. But when people come into the presence of God, they start to realize, I need Jesus. Amen. Lovely name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to the scripture. First Thessalonians. Thank you for the specials. Sister Julie, lovely, Sister Natalie, I stand in awe within the presence of the Lord. I love that song. I love... Julie, I thought you were going to break out into the original life. Skipping over the mountains, over the hill, he runs. Amen. This is our hour. This is our hour. This is the bride's hour. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. Wonderful scripture. Like everybody, I'll wait till you're there. First Thessalonians chapter four. Now, when we read the Bible, we understand that it's a love letter to the bride, right? So there are portions of the scripture because it's a prophetic word, because that's what Jesus is. He's prophetic. He's, he sees the beginning to the end. He sees everything. So now Paul's writing, And who is he writing to? He's writing to the church of Thessalonians. And now we're reading out of the same book that a letter was written 2,000 years ago, let's say. But God knew that there was this scripture that was applicable to your day. So now we're going to look at what's applicable to my day. And where am I in the word? First Thessalonians chapter 4 verse 13. But I would not have you to be ignorant, brethren, concerning them that are asleep, that you sorrow not, even as others which have no hope. I will be, if the Lord will allow me, I will be going to Genesis where Jacob was buried. And and they had a 40-day mourning. This is before the cross. They had a 40-day mourning. They had a a possession of governors. They had of of dignitaries. This was a big thing. But we do not mourn as others. Because we know we had a prophet visit that other dimension. These are not stories, saints. This is an, an announcement to let you know. That your wife, your husband, your children, your daddy, your aunt, your ugl- uncle that have been buried in Christ are in a place better than what we're in right now. And it's a reality. He bit his finger. He saw the people. He felt the hug. He saw a 91-year-old woman young again. That's where I'm going. I wouldn't mourn, saints, if I dropped dead right here at the prop- at the pulpit right now. You rejoice. Don't go, oh, oh, that's terrible. Tom died. Yeah, well, for my wife maybe and my boys, that'll last for about a month or so. (laughs) Two months, Joel? Okay, okay. (laughs) But over there, I'll be singing, shouting, glorifying God, meeting the prophet, seeing the saints that have gone on before me. I want this to become a living reality to you because... We want to get to the place. I do and I despise just churchianity. And that's what the message is getting down to. Just go to church. Just go to church, get a couple of nice quotes. We don't want that thing. We want the reality of the transformation from this world to that world. We need to keep it before our children. We need to keep it before one another. It's not just a couple of songs we sing. It's not just some words we say. But may we take on Christ the word. Verse 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them... Which sleep in Jesus. Will God bring with him. Bury me. In Christ. If you're not buried in him. There's no resurrection. I'm sorry. If you're not born again. Saved. Filled with the Holy Ghost. Identified in his death. Burial and resurrection. There is no rapture for you. Wow, that went over big. I guess I got you thinking already, or you want to sit down. This is real. This is real, and it's happening right now. I am putting on my body change by receiving the Word of God for my day. If you want to eat sawdust or you want to eat just old dead carrion, you go right ahead. But I want the fresh kill. For where the carcass is, the eagles will be gathered. We want a fresh manna. We want spiritual food in due season. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them that are asleep. If you want to look it up in the Greek, those that are buried. I titled a little message this morning, Buried in Him. If you're buried in Him, then you will rise with Him. I'm gonna get right down to your address, young people, adults, I don't care who you are. If you are not saved, there's no resurrection. If you are not saved, you are, you are, you're ready for a tribulation. And let me tell you, saints, it's happening now. And if I was a young couple with a baby, I'd be pressing the kingdom like you never have before. You know why, saints? Hell is pressing itself. It's coming to your schools. It's coming through every outlet possible. They call it wokeism. I'll tell you, it's deathism. The only people that are awake are those that are in Christ Jesus. They're trying to brainwash you. God gave you the mind of God through a prophet. You don't think their thoughts. You think God's thoughts. God's got his thought on the matter. I'm trying to get off of 14. For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so them that are asleep in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. This is not the word of Paul. This is the word of the Lord. This was coming through a prophet. Through. God was using a vessel called Paul. So now I'm quoting Paul. Paul said. Paul said. Prophet. Paul said. Does that, does that offend you? Would that offend you? Then if it was the Alpha Church, there's an Omega Church. If they had a prophet then, we got a prophet now. So if you aren't offended with Paul, you aren't offended with William Branham. True? Absolutely true. I'll stand with Paul, and I'm not ashamed of the gospel. I'll stand with William Branham. I'm not ashamed of that gospel. But I don't want to be a hearer of the word. I want to be a doer of the word. And a doer of the word is somebody clothed with the power to perform the promise. We don't just preach a message to God. I believe that scripture. I preached that years ago. Preached it just a few months ago. But we are doers of the word of God. Clothed with the power, a promise to perform to what God called us to do. I want to point you to Jesus Christ this morning. A lot of people point for success. They want to point you to this. And I always ask the question when somebody's talking to me, what's your point? And your point is, well, I'll tell you my point this morning is Jesus Christ. That's my point. What's your point? Why are you here? Why are you here? I want to ask you this morning. Why are you here? Why are you here, Dan? Why are you here? Just to hear Brother Tom and give another hour. But do we want to hear from the throne of grace? Doing what God put into the church. I hope you see it past flesh. That when these brothers stand here, you look past flesh. You see now the Word being manifested. Where a prophet said, if you receive the Word, what are you doing? You become the Word. It's not, listen, listen, I don't care who you are and what level you're at. Whether you got saved last week, Or you've been saved for 50 years. Jesus Christ has to be your everything. And if you put up with the slop of Laodicea. That tells me what your diet is. But if you have a diet for the things of God. You will eat this message up. Because this message is Jesus Christ. And this message will transform you. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord. Jerry, nice to see you in church. Beats working on a Sunday, doesn't it? Absolutely. Listen, thanks. if you want to interrupt me by throwing up your hands and glorifying God, you just go right ahead. You can't do that at work. If they did, they'll either fire you or put you in a rubber room. You might as well rejoice. Because nobody else is rejoicing today. They're believing in a Jesus of yesterday. And we're believing in a Jesus of right now. A God of the present. We've got to keep that before you, Gideon. Because it's not a dead letter. It's a living word. And how do you know it's living? It's living in me. How do you know Jesus is living? It's got to be living in you. We talk about an unveiled Christ and Christ is being unveiled and and he's being unveiled. But where is he now? Brother Bram said he's behind your flesh. If you've got unbelief, that is not God in your flesh. The only thing that is of God is the word of life. I don't know why we wound up so much. Okay. We're, we're just reading scripture. Scary. For this we say unto you by the word of the Lord, that we which are alive and remain unto the coming of the Lord shall not prevent them that are asleep. For the Lord himself shall descend. Now think about it. Wrote 2,000 years ago. Hidden mystery laying in the Bible. A prophet come and said, This scripture is fulfilled in your ears. Should we shout? Should we praise? I am in the coming of the Lord. And so are you. People are looking for something and things is happening all around them. They're looking for Messiah and he was walking through Galilee. They're looking for something super duper to happen and it just happens. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout, and with the voice of the archangel, and with the trump of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Then we, 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 which are alive. Come on. Who's the we? Who's the we? You've read the scripture. You've heard the preacher preach. Now it's time for you to say, I'm that scripture. I'm that word. I am alive. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven with a shout and with the voice of the archangel and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ shall rise first. Do never, ever get this message to just go into church. We are in a rapture. And I'm expecting a tap on the shoulder. I am looking for the resurrection because I'm in the resurrection. I've been buried in him. I am the resurrection and the life. May God add his... Blessing to the reading of his word. You may have your seats. Scared you, didn't I? Scared me too. Isn't this an amazing th- event that's taking place? It's happening. And now we had a people like being lulled to sleep. Lulled by Laodicea. Lulled by the events and the affairs of life. When you see the horrific and heinous way society is going. Please rejoice. Rejoice. Not in their heinous or their horrible thoughts, but because there's going to be a people. As they're now robing themselves in demonic expression, because hell has lifted its borders. And now it's manifesting through his children. And you're looking at a manifestation of Satan's Eden in a living reality. And they're walking their walk, talking their talk, singing their songs. Then saints of God, don't tell me that the bride of Christ has to be quiet. If they can sing. And they can walk, and they can talk, and push their garbage down your throat. I'll sing, I'll talk, I'll preach. Amen. I'm tired of what's happening out there. We need to lift up our eyes, for we know our redemption is drawing nigh. Yes, we work, we work, but that is not what drives us. We use that for the kingdom. We which are alive, we that are energetic, we that are flourishing, mm-hmm. 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 shall be caught up together with them in the cloud to meet the Lord in the air. So shall we ever be with the Lord. Comfort one another with these things. So now we're in the house of God. We're sitting in our Places with sunshiny faces, as the little Sunday school rhyme or song is sa- said. But, and we are the bride, not the church. We've been changed from church to bride through the opening of the seals. I no longer call you church. I call you bride. And I, I trust my wife feels very content by being my wife. I trust you feel very content that you are his wife. That you have a peace of knowing your husband is taking care of you. We must, in the scriptures, we can tell facts, we can give you figures, we can give you stats, we can give you events that are taking place in life and showing the parallel, which Brother Brenham didn't count down, but he finally came down to the zero hour. Hmm. He said, we moved from the horse and buggy to the automobile, to the jet plane. Now we're in the astronaut age. So then he says, we're in the zero hour. It's time for us to put on the change. And so then there has to be a people that has an expectation for that change. It's not just a saying. It's not just something. Oh, you just happen to fall into this Sunday. If it's that, then you might as well leave. Because God doesn't do something by you falling into it. It's God leading your footsteps. To the very throne of God Because you never got eternal life The day you got saved You always had eternal life By accepting the Christ of your age Only proves You are that predestinated plan of God Being manifested That's what proves it If you take this casually You haven't got it But if it's something burning in your bosom I say praise his holy name We've had many people over the days and years now for me that just took it as a a society at Bible Way. A group of nice people at Bible Way. What can I get out of that relationship from somebody if I'm here at Bible Way? And that's why I always say to the insurance brothers that sell insurance, do not look at Bible Way or this church as your selling grounds. You don't use the body of Christ. You lift up the body of Christ. And so, saints of God, there's something in us that's bubbling inside of us that you can hardly contain. It's a, it's a, out of your belly shall flow streams, rivers, babbling brooks, rivers. You can't help it, can you, Victor? You can't help it because God is in you. And he said, out of your bellies shall flow rivers of living water. So it's not a, well, oh, I think the prophet said this or I think the Bible says this. And I know the prophet said this. I know the Bible said this. So I know the Bible says, praise the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. That's my Bible. That's your Bible. That's now David. If you want, I can, I've got about 216 praises here. And we'll be here all afternoon if you don't start praising God. Because if the Bible says that we're to give him praise and glory and honor, then praise him. Praise him for your salvation. Praise him because he delivered you. Praise him. He opened your eyes. Hallelujah. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in the sanctuary. Praise Him in the mighty heavens, in the firmament of His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His excellent greatness. Praise Him with the timbrel. Where is the timbrel? We've lost the timbrel. Somebody find the timbrel. Go Glory. Start using it, Victoria. You can start shaking the timbrel because he said praise him in the timbrel, praise him in the dance. Why? I'm married in him. Glory. I'm in Christ. Hallelujah. This is not a putting together of a nice group of people because if you put us all together without Christ, we would be at each other's throats. I'm sorry to say it, but I'm I know, I know you're all lovely, but you're all terrible before. You wouldn't like me before, and I wouldn't like you before. But the only thing that makes you what you are today is Jesus Christ. And so you've been buried with him. You are in him. And because you're in him, there is a resurrection. Hallelujah. Praise him with the timbrel. (laughs) You want to give me the timbrel? I'll do it. I'm not afraid of the timbrel. Praise him with the timbrel. Praise him with the string instruments. Praise him, Sister Joanne, with the organ. Praise him. Let everything that hath breath... Do you have breath this morning? Then praise ye the Lord. Hallelujah. He has delivered me. He has set me free. I love him with my whole heart. Mind, soul, and strength. You might as well praise him, balcony. Don't let these people praise him for you. You praise him. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'll praise Him in the morning. I'll praise Him in the noontime. I'll praise Him every day. Glory! Where'd your praise go? All I know is the brothers have been preaching over the last months, they defeated armies by praise. I want to defeat the devil this morning by the praise on your lips. You got something in your life that has been plaguing you, praise him. Say, devil, get off me. Get out of my life. I'll praise the Lord. I haven't had victory. Praise him, then. I haven't had liberty. Praise him. This is your opportunity because you'll get lost in the crowd right now nobody's looking at you nobody's going to say brother look at him he's standing he's shouting no things it's in us how about that man how about that man in the book of Acts that was standing at the gate beautiful hey here he was he was in need of something he was in need of Jesus he was in need of the word and Peter was carrying and packing the word He said, silver and gold have I none, but such that I have, I give you thee, in the name of Jesus. Rise up. What did he do? He jumped, he ran, he praised. If he's the same yesterday, today and forever, and you're sitting at the gate beautiful. He's altogether lovely, Sister Julie. He's beautiful beyond description. If you're sitting by that gate, His gate, who He is, He's here to deliver you and set you free today. Hallelujah. You know why I love church? Because I can't do this when I'm at home. I've only got myself. I hear Sister Joanne playing the tape or playing the piano. It's just not the same. But this is lovely, isn't it? I was glad when they said unto me. Let us go to the house of the Lord. I'm going to see brothers praising God. Sisters glorifying God. Delivered by God. Filled by God. Acting like God. Speaking like God. Hallelujah. Let the whirlwind come. Let the sweet move over us this morning. That's what I'm looking for, Nathan. I'm not looking for nothing else. I'm not looking for anything else but the sweet that goes over the bride. I want to be changed. Comfort one another in these words. We who are alive and remain shall be changed in the twinkling. Brother Brown said that's even faster than your blink. Blink. Think about it. Twinkling of an eye. You're going to see a young man young again. An old man young. Hey, Brother Roy. Yes, sir. We're going to be praising God. If anybody's going to praise Him, you and I are going to do it. We'll be arm in arm glorifying the King. Hallelujah. We need to be praising Him more. Not less. Praise God. I had a testimony for Brother Ron Spencer. This week I talked to Brother Ron and greetings for Brother Ron Spencer, Brother Andrew Spencer, the saints in, in Elkton, Virginia. And, uh, I was not wanting to know, of course, how he's doing. He said, oh, I'm doing fine. He said, I just, just had my MRI just done and nurse came into my room and she a new nurse, she looked at my chart. She looked at me. She looked at my chart. She looked at me. She looked at my chart. She looked at me. She says, You don't match the chart. Hallelujah. Glory. The world, we don't match their chart either. They got their charter of rights. I don't match them. They got their church charters. I don't got that. I don't match them. But I have a word. And I match the word. So Brother Ron was saying an incredible thing happened to us on Sunday. This was last Sunday, a week ago. He said, incredible thing. We had a lot of visitors. I said, oh, great. I said, it's always nice having summer. You lose some and you gain some. Families come and they go. They come from for holidays and some leave for holidays. And it's a little bit of a change. And he says, there were some lots of visitors, so I... I said to the deacons and the trustees, I said, just go buy a whole pile of pizzas. Because they have a pavilion, like a pavilion in the back of their church. And he said, we just want to feed everybody and have fellowship. I hope I'm saying it right, Brother Ron, because I know he, he listens to us sooner or later. And he said, I saw two gentlemen sitting over there, and I thought I'd introduce them. They're, they're visitors. He said, I have to introduce to myself to them. So he said, I went over there. And... Uh, He said, just as I was walking over, the Holy Spirit said, you prayed for that man 20 years ago on an airplane. He thought, you know how that goes. So he says, okay. So he goes over there and shakes one of the brother's hands and said, God bless you. Then he shakes the hand of the man that the Lord told him that he prayed for. He said, he said, the fellow said to brother Ron, nice to meet you. Ron said, we met before. Ah, he says, we've never met before. This is the first time I've ever been to your church. He said, no, we've met before. He said, we have met before. He says, remember on the plane, I was sitting by the window and there was a chatterbox in the middle. All of us have had that. Couldn't be quiet. And then finally asked Brother Ron, what do you do? Well, you know what happens there. Well, he said, I'm a a minister of the gospel and pastor of a church. And he said, well, what do you pastor? What do you preach? He said, well, we believe the teachings of William Branham. And a fellow on the aisle... He said, my mom and dad believe Brother Branham and I'm backslidden. You don't think the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord? And Brother Ron being Brother Ron says, you don't have to be. Come on. You don't have to be in your lukewarm condition this morning. You can have the fire fall. You can let the Holy Ghost fill your soul. You can be moved of the Spirit. Brother Ron says, you don't have to be. Brother Ron prayed for him 20 years ago. And he's sitting in his church as a believer. All right. That's the God we serve. We don't pray amiss. We pray with intent. You say, well, I haven't got my healing yet. You will. I haven't got my son yet. You will. We are Abraham's faith royal seed. Out of Christ himself. Do you believe? Abraham staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief. But was strong giving? Praise him. He was strong giving? Then praise him. Praise him for your unsaved son. That will be saved. Hallelujah. This is where I love it. The Bible says that there he was. There he was at the pig pen. At the pig pen. A Jew at the pig pen. It doesn't make sense. You're going to fall farther than you ever thought you'd fall. But one day the scripture said he awoke. Not like the world woke. Like Jesus woke. Huh? And he awoke said even my father's servants are better off than I am and my, my Bible says he awoke and he arose a lot of people wake up oh I'm lost but they don't arise to go back to the father he did and so are yours come on say amen if God saw that boy God sees your child Brother Bram said he doesn't love one better than another. No, sir. He loves us all the same. Praise the Lord. Lord. So will the prodigals come home? Yes, Yes, they will. Are the prodigals coming home? Yes, Yes, they are. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. Hallelujah! So my Bible says, Sister Dana. My Bible says, which is your Bible, in first, uh, Second uh, Corinthians. Say it correctly, Tom. Second Corinthians nine and fifteen. Thanks be to God for His indescribable gift. My, He's indescribable. Can I give you a couple of definitions of indescribable? It's beyond words. People say, well, I got the definitive revelation of what God is. Well, you heard Wednesday or a week last Sunday, God's an infinite God. But we just don't want an infinite God out there. We want an infinite God in here. So this God, this indescribable gift of Christ. Is without words. It's beyond words. It's unspeakable, indescribable. Oh, oh, too wonderful. (laughs) That's this indescribable gift. That Jesus Christ came into the world to save sinners. Come on. Come on. You should rejoice over that. Jesus Christ, the almighty God, who is indescribable. Came down to give you victory, and the only reason why you don't have it, you don't want it. Whoa! You thank you. Who whoever said that? Thank you. Huh? The only reason why you don't have victory is you don't want it. He is my victory. He is my Jehovah Nissi. He's mighty in battle. He's the mighty God. He's my El Capor. Come on, I preached on that years ago. He's mighty. You limit him. Your grace else. This stuff limits God when He's unlimited. Believe for the impossible. What was the prophet's thing? All things are. Do you believe? I do believe. So this gift of God, this one that saved you, this one that came from glory to put on flesh to redeem you, it's indescribable. Say, I know Jesus. Well, how do you, how, how do you actually even say that? I'm aware of Jesus or I am, what? I am connected to Jesus or I have knowledge of Jesus. No. To the believer, you can say with an assurance, I know him, not about him. I know him in the power of his resurrection, because I was with him at Calvary. I was with him in the grave. I was with him when he rose. I was with him. Hallelujah! Get buried in Him! Hallelujah! Buried in Christ. It's hard, I said here, it's hard to elaborate, to describe. I am so inadequate to explain just this one thought. Of him being indescribable. It's incredible. That God. This gift of God. That was given to humanity. And yet humanity refused him. But the redeemed. The seed gene. The predestinated. The known. The called. They praise him. Because they've come from him. And they're going back to him. There is no God like our God. I feel like singing. There is no God like our God. <laughs> I wish I could sing like Ryan. I wish I could sing. But there is no God like our God. You know, I, it baffled my mind when, when Aaron fashioned a bowl, a golden bowl, and said, this be the gods that brought us out of Egypt. Ridiculous! When God came down with a pillar of fire, anointed a prophet, spoke plagues, spoke the word, delivered him through the Red Sea. And they get it to a bull. They get it to a church. Their church is the one that's going to save us. Churches don't save nobody. Jesus saves. Jesus saves. The word saves. The living word saves. People say, ah, they title their church called the living word and they're dead. I'm sorry, friends. When your young people go like flock and they run out to the world, the church is, it should hang their head in shame because they should be preaching a resurrected Christ where God's alive and we see him moving in the church. Listen. Listen. Jesus called the Pharisees snakes in the grass. Ooh, you might hurt somebody's feelings. I'm not worried about hurting anybody's feelings. I I don't want to hurt Jesus' feelings. Don't take half the word and some of the word and a little bit of the word and this little, just to satisfy your little religious feeling. I want to take all that Jesus is. And if they or people get offended with that, let them be offended. But I'll stand on thus sayeth the word. Listen, there's no other vindicated prophet on the face of the earth. Outside of the Lord Jesus Christ. And Jesus attended that prophet. And they got something to say about our prophet. They got no miracles. They got no nothing. 33 years, hundreds of thousands of people get saved. Millions saved. They got no vindication. But we got an angel. We got the mighty one that descended in Revelation 10.1. Spoken before. Prophesied before it happened. I want you to understand because I, I hope I have enough voice. What's happened to Murphy? What's happening to me? You people. I blame the people. The people made me. No, you didn't. It's just me. I'm just. I'll slow down. But we have to look at the reality of the word. I'm sorry, friends. I, I'm I'm sick and tired of religiosity, Meso- messageosity, and that's a shame that we even have to say that. It's a shame because I never was birthed into that, and neither were you. But we have to understand the word of God, as we read out of the Thessalonians, is a word of prophecy. So God, God throughout the ages has prophesied since the beginning of Genesis. That your seed shall, what? Crush. The seed of the woman is going to crush the head of the serpent. Didn't I preach on that, Brother Jerry, a few months ago? And I said, (laughs) the woman... Is still crushing. Come on. The woman is still crushing. That is annihilating the devil's effect in your life. This woman. Hallelujah. We don't put up with nonsense. We don't put up with sin. We don't put up with makeup. We don't put up with tight skirts. We don't put up with high heels. We don't put up with tattoos. We don't put up with rings and noses. We don't put up with rooster tail haircuts. A rooster tail? rooster. Listen. When you walk down the street, you want to be identified as a Christian. I don't want to look like the world. I don't want to act like the world. I don't want to talk like the world. Hallelujah. How, how hard it is for a preacher to describe an indescribable gift. Tough. But we'll try. And what happens with preachers, ministers, is that you get a little glimmer off the diamond. And by that little sparkle, you're set on fire. But there's still a whole diamond there. Amen. And you know, the price of a diamond by a jeweler is by if there's any flaws and color. And they grade a diamond by color and by flaw. Let me tell you something. This diamond... It's colorless, crystal clear, and there's absolutely no flaw. It's a flawless diamond. There's no God like our God, brother Roy. He stretches the heavens. They send out these hubbles, as we've been told, and you've seen us all preach on trillions and gillions of galaxies and now they got this web telescope that's even bigger than Hubble and it way out in space discovering galaxies that they haven't even known existed. Well, of course. i and They spent $50 billion. They could have gave me a million. And I could have told them that. Even 500000 would do. Because our God is an expandable God. When he creates, he always creates. He can't stop creating because that's an attribute of God. Hallelujah. And he stretches the heavens. And the people marvel at it, but they won't give God the glory. There's no God like our God. He stretches the heavens. This great being that's undefinable beyond words. Indescribable. Unspeakable. Oh, oh, too. Wonderful. This gift of God that was given to you and I. To deliver us. From sin. And guilt. This is what I really don't get. And please, somebody help me. If you want to come speak to me after the meeting, please tell me. Why isn't there a joy unspeakable? You can, I, okay, you say, okay, I'm quiet. Okay, be quiet, but at least smile. At least smile. Uh-huh. I, you know, boy, I, I got loosed out of jail. The jailer says, get out. He did, Jay. He surely did. And we think, well, I heard that before. Get over it. I've seen a guy bat baseballs thousands of times. Don't you have something new? Stupid bat, ball, boom, whippy. And people pay hundreds of dollars to watch a baseball game that they've watched before and before and before. And before, 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 or a football game. Boot. Boot. Oh, he lost ten yards. Woo-hoo! Really? And they think we're crazy. Come on, people, we're not crazy, no, sir. And I'll tell you what: they go to the football game, not sad. Uh huh. Hey man, I got a hundred dollar ticket. I got the nosebleed seats, and they're excited with the nosebleed seats. Doesn't that sound weird, Billy? Huh? And by the guy that's got the money, five thousand bucks, he's got the box seats. He's got his popcorn served to him. He's got his drink served to him. He's got his hot dog served to him. And their team loses. And he goes away like this. When he came in all excited and defeated. We come in like this. But surely we should go over like this. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yes, sir. So I'm. you say, well, Brother Tom, are you looking at us when you preach? Oh, I do. I do. And I get to see you frown, smile, sleep rejoice but not so yet this morning so i won't hold you that long since we're only on half my first page and this time i promise you my watch will work do you love the lord jesus I know that's a, like a redundant statement, but it sort of gives us a time to regroup our, our hearts and our minds to get ready to take the next step. But there is no God like our God. He's indescribable. He's wonderful. He's mighty. He's awesome. Does it, <laughs> can't you see how ridiculous? We're going to have to have a new language. It won't be French. I'm watching. It won't be German. It won't be Norwegian. And certainly it won't be English. We'll have a new body with a new language. Why? Because in this language it's so frail. Because I want to praise him. Oh, for a thousand tongues to sing. But look at what Brother Bram said and we've used this. I love this quote on Christ's message God revealed. He couldn't do it as the great Jehovah. He couldn't reveal himself as the great Jehovah. Who covered all space and time and eternity. He couldn't do it. He's too great. He's too great ever to be revealed to people. Because it would be too mysterious. How could the great being that never did begin. And after you went beyond the cycle of a hundred, of billions and trillions and trillions of years of light space. And on out into infinity, into eternity. And a great, great creature that was all that and still is. Tell me, how do you define that? But God, rich in mercy, wanted to reveal himself. This great being wanted to reveal himself. So what did he want to do? He loved fatherhood. So if you love fatherhood, he needed sons, daughters. So he wanted to do it. He loved fatherhood. And the only way he could do it was to become a son of man. A son of man. That's the reason Jesus kept saying, the son of man, the son of man. It didn't know what he was, they didn't know what he was talking about. But he reveals himself or unveils himself. He takes the cover off the image so that you can see what's behind the veil. They didn't know what he was talking about, many of them. But now you get it. I'm just trying to figure out if I'm one of the you's. Yeah, I'm one of the you's. I hope that helps you. Are you one of the you's? Because he wanted to express himself. That was his. One of his greatest threefold purposes. Was to express himself. And identify himself with humanity. God wanted to identify himself as humanity. Identifying himself with human beings. So that he could reveal himself in Christ. If you want to see who God is. See Jesus. Bury me in Jesus. Philip said. Show us the Father. And it will suffice us. What did Jesus say? When you've seen me. What did he say? Is there a Trinity here? No sir. When you've seen me. You've seen the Father. What's the Father's name? Jesus. Now once thou this is an indescribable gift. <laughs> it's indescribable. If I gave you a million dollars and you say, Brother Tom, what a gift. Yeah, you'd spend it in a month. A month? Maybe a year. Maybe two. Maybe ten. What a gift. But it goes. This gift never goes. You say, well, how do you know it would go? Well, you'd pay off a mortgage, you'd buy a house, you'd buy a boat, you'd buy a car, you'd buy a land, you'd buy a wife. Because mm. she'd marry you for your million. <laughs> I told you it would go. As soon as you do that, it's gone. Who said you right"? <laughs> You better take those words back. <laughs> you won't have a nice lunch today. But it's an indescribable gift. This message is indescribable. People try to get it down to a web page. They're crazy. It's indescribable. That seven angels come down on Mount Sunset. Open the word of God to a prophet. And say go back to Jeffersonville. I'll meet you there. Indescribable. People try to get it down to four-hour sermons. Really? Where the people out? Never want to come back. I didn't get an amen on that. So I'm going to preach four hours. (laughs) To try and and tell how much they know. It's not how much you know. It's to know Him. Is life eternal? Try and move the heart of God to touch the hearts of His children. Is the reason why we come to church. Preach the word. So this indescribable gift. That Jesus is. That this message is. You say well how can it be indescribable. Can I Can I just I'll say a few things here. Could I ask you. Would legion call it indescribable. Would he call it indescribable. Demons. 6,000 demons. And a moment, the word delivered him. Would you call him indescribable? I'm not talking to myself, I'm talking to you. Would you call this Jesus indescribable? 6,000 demons put him in his right mind, sends them back home. Is he indescribable? How about the woman at the well? Lived with six husbands. Not happy. Miserable cantankerous imagine a heartache family after family broken home after broken home but then Jesus came come on come on then Jesus came and gave her the seventh husband the right husband the only husband is he indescribable would Ruth say he's indescribable I'm a Moabitist. I'm going to Israel. I'm looked down at. Nobody will like me, but Boaz loved her. Nobody liked you, but your Boaz loved you. He knew you would come in this field. He knew you would get this seed. He knew you'd bring forth a word. Why? He sees the beginning to the end. You say, my situation, it cannot change. Don't make God a liar. Do not make God a liar. Ask anything in my name. People want to change the other other people. Huh? People want to change other people. I wish they were like this or I wish he was like this or I wish she was like this. Why don't you worry about yourself? You can't even change yourself. How do you change the people? You get changed then you'll change people. Uh huh. When Jesus comes, you get a change. And when that happens, you get to affect a lot of people. But until that happens, saints of God, you'll make everybody else miserable around you. How about the born, boy, uh, uh, blind born, born blind? How about him? Huh? Would he say he's indescribable? How about Elijah on Mount Carmel? Would he say, "God, my God's a mighty God? He's indescribable. Moses at the Red Sea. Joshua at Jordan. Wall of Jericho. Gideon with his 300 men. Abraham with 320. Feeding the 5,000 people. Would you say your God's indescribable? Then if he can do that, what's wrong with your problem? As we ended with camp. Yeah, sure. Got no problems after camp. But you're going to get a problem today. But you're going to overcome that problem. The same way you overcame the last problem. In Christ. Not psychologists. Not psychiatry. People are running to their personal psychologists now. Ridiculous. I got the one counselor I only like running to. And that's the Lord Jesus. He's the mighty God. He's the everlasting Father. He's the counselor. He's the prince of peace. You want counsel, you go to him. Amen. So now once that indescribable gift is given, it has to be then accepted. Mm-hmm. Once the gift is given, then you have to accept it. Brother Ram said, Paul in the book of Acts chapter 19, the Baptist people, they receive the Holy Ghost since they believe, he asked. Not when you believe, since you believe. He said the Holy Ghost is a gift of God. It's God's gift to you for believing. But you can believe Jesus being the Son of God, accept Him as your personal Savior, and still not have the Holy Ghost. The gift of the Holy Ghost is God's personal gift To the believer. He's a personal God. You're saved because you believed. But you're filled with the Holy Ghost. When God's personal gift comes on you. Which is the Holy Spirit. And when God lives in you. It's no longer you that live. But Christ living in you. I love it. Can you you give me some time? Brother Brown said, This is not a shallow affair. People say, Shallow, shallow. This is not shallow. It's something deep. We're not babies no more. Were men and women. The church should be in that condition tonight. Not shallow. But deep in God. When you have Him. It's not your depth. It's not even your thinking. It's God's thought. Given to your thinking. If you think. You're deep. You got a humility problem. Ooh, that went over big. Oh, buddy, I'll tell you who's deep. Jesus. I'll tell you who's deep. The Word. Because things of God, when you think you're deep, you're not deep. It's like somebody saying, I'm humble. I'm a very humble man. And you're lucky to have me around you. Well, the very fact you're saying you're humble. You ain't humble. I want you to get this point. It's not about us. It's about him. And people get it about themselves. And they're forgetting to put Jesus first. He's the preeminent one and only one. Brother Bram kept on saying, now he says, I am not his gift. The Holy Ghost is his gift. That's God's gift to the church, is the Holy Spirit. And you use it. Hmm. I want you to think about that. I'm not his gift. The Holy Ghost is his gift. That's God's gift to the church. The Holy Spirit is God's gift. And you use it. Listen close. You'll never, ever live above your confession. Now, you've got to use it. You've got to use it. You'll never live above your confession. Jesus is the high priest of your confession. That's right. Hebrews 3, 1. Now, any scholar knows the word profession. Profession is confession too. Same translation. Now sitting at the right hand of the Father making intercession. Upon what? Our confession. He can do nothing for you. Until you first. Confess he's done it. Use. The Holy Ghost in you. Don't miss this point. Don't get distracted. You use. The gift of God in you. The Holy Spirit. You use it. You confess it. You speak it. Is that right? It's not because I feel like it. I'm saved. I believe Murphy, and I already had this in my notes so that we don't copy notes, okay? We just get that clear right now. You don't say, I feel I'm saved. Satan will whip you around that stump on your feelings. But he can't when you say, Thus saith the Lord. He can't do it. Go ahead. He can't wait across that. That will defeat him. Now when you believe you're saved, sitting in your seat, Wherever you was, whether you are, you accept it and begin to confess it. Tell the people you're saved. And when you keep on saying, I'm saved, watch your body come subject to what you speak. We've been taken now. We say, okay, now the time is come when the sons of God are being manifested. You have to speak that. Mm -hmm. Now, brother Ramsey and Christ, Mr. God revealed, are we the sons of God? Not future, not past, but now. And you have to use it. You have to use the life of God in you. Marilyn, birds, nests, eggs. God doesn't forget that. She believed for children. That was a sign. That was something that was real and, and memorable. And it was a revelation. And once it's a revelation, no devil can take it from it for you. And did it manifest? Yes, it did. So when God makes something real to you and you start confessing it, you watch God move in your life. I remember when, when, when we were told that we couldn't have children. I remember expressly. And I said, to, I remember Joanne, She coming back from the doctor. I remember. I said, I remember sitting in my little rocking chair in, in Brookswood. We had a little home up in Brookswood. I had the little lamp there, and I was reading a message book. And and she said, we just can't have children, honey. I said, well, you know, God will take care of that. God will take care of that. Well, that's pretty nonchalant. God will take care of that. Well, that doesn't move the hand of God. God will take care of that. Okay, sirrah, sirrah. Whatever will be, will be. Huh? That's not believing. So then as I was reading a message book, Brother Bram said, if you're eternal, you always had to be in the thought of God. And that just went, woof, out in my mind. And I said, do I have a thought for a son? You've got to get God's thought to your thought. Cause I have no thought outside of God's thoughts. And I said, yes, I want a son. A son is in my thoughts. So then you start to believe it. You start to speak it and events start to take place that are beyond your control. So it doesn't matter what you're asking this morning. God can move on your behalf. Brother Ron took 20 some odd years to meet a man he prayed for. I say God can answer your prayers this morning. Hallelujah. Praise be to God. He is a risen Savior. He's a God that's present. He says, and there isn't any difference in you. You just have to believe it, keep confessing it, and watch it work its righteousness. Brother Reed, let me help you here. I was born in Cloverdale. Cloverdale was a hick town. Zero amount of people here. Like whatever you see here was not here. I can show you the old homes that were here. Ken Ken can be a historian too and, and show you. There's nobody here. I don't know how many people were Cloverdale people, but there's not very many people. So I get saved. That was drastic. And people started to hear Tom Ray got saved. So Brother Ken and I were going to go to the, the fair here in the May long weekend. And he says, the brothers have a booth at the fair. And at the booth at the fair, they got a, you know, Jesus Christ is same yesterday, today and forever, pillar of fire, you know, cloud. They got everything there. And here I am. I got saved in February this is in May. And brother Ken says I'm taking my bible. b bible? I mean I got to take my bible. This is new to me brother Reed. You have to remember I'm 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 off the, I'm I'm not a Christian. My mom, and dad weren't Christians. No, none of my friends were Christian. I didn't know what it was to carry a bible. And I and I, so I I was a little embarrassed. Nobody's ever felt that way of course. And I felt a little embarrassed. But you know the next step where you're less embarrassed? By the time you got to the fair, I was not embarrassed. And I saw the brother standing there and giving witness to what God's done in this generation. I was not ashamed. And I'll take my Bible anywhere unashamed. But I'm glad I took the first step. I want you to take a first step this morning. Say, I am a believer. I've been washed in the blood of the Lamb. I died with Him. I rose with Him. I'm buried in Him. Amen. And I will draw the benefits in Him. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. You believe that? It changed you. It will change you. It will change by your confession. He says, now the angel of God... Is God's gift? Who sent the gift of healing today? He said, I'm a man, but he's the angel of the Lord. He's the angel of the Lord. He's standing right here now. Look what he had to confess. Yeah. You could say the angel of the Lord is standing beside you, Billy, and I look at you and say, okay, show me. He did it. Right. He said it. Yes, amen. God performed it. Yes. We believe it. Yes. Is that true? Yes. And then Brother Branham said, he said, now if he's here, I take every spirit. Now, was that Brother Branham or the angel using his voice? Yes. Couldn't be Brother Branham. How is he going to take every spirit under his control? It was God... In William Branham. But he had to first confess. That Christ was there. He said I kept on telling the people. See that light. See that light. See that light. And then one day. In Houston. That light came. And science proved. That angel of the Lord. The only supernatural being ever photographed. But he confessed it. Billy, you go down that way. You're you're, you're going to be a nobody. You're going to be a nothing. You're going to ruin your life. He said he told me it. I believe it. And he went under the commission of it. I wonder whether or not you can believe what the word says. You are. We've heard the term indescribable, but there is another term that can be used. It's phenomenal. Linda. We were away this a couple weekends ago or a couple days in the week between, uh, services over at Victoria. We took brother Wayne and sister Carissa and the word that was used so often was phenomenal. Nobody here uses that? Are you just waiting for me to make a statement of some kind? Brother Bram said, it was very phenomenal. of Sarah's womb being dead before Isaac came. God just let it go. She was 60 years old. She got the promise. She was 90 years old before the seed ever was conceived. It was perfectly, absolutely phenomenal. So yes, go ahead and use the word phenomenal. The prophet used it. It's phenomenal. Phenomenal. That I'm standing here. <laughs> and the man that's born again. Ben, how about you doing up there? You're not only high up, you're high up. Brother Bram said that the man that's born again is phenomenal. <laughs> You say, well, I'm just nobody. Your prophet called you phenomenal, Paul. Any man, every daughter that's born again by the Spirit of God is phenomenal. It's not accepting or raising your hand like this. It's a gift of God. It's phenomenal. It's amazing how brother i uses it. Born again. Taken out of the world Out of the realm of senses Phenomenal Yes sir Because you deserved it Because God promised it That's the promise Might be sure According to election You are phenomenal You know what phenomenal means Remarkable You're outstanding. Fain. Has anybody told you you're outstanding lately? Don't listen to anybody but the Word, okay? A prophet come, who is a Word prophet, who called you phenomenal. Anytime anybody puts you down, you say, I'm phenomenal. The Word said, I'm phenomenal. I'm remarkable. Not only are you phenomenal, remarkable, you're outstanding and you're marvelous. Put that on a badge. Wear it. Everybody. Don't just look at Thane, look at yourself. Brother Bram called you, if you're a son and daughter of God, born again by the Spirit of God, you're buried in Jesus Christ. You're a phenomenal person. You're a remarkable person. You're an outstanding person. You're a marvelous, amazing, astounding, and outstanding. Take that devil. He puts you down. You're no good. Look at this. You can't do that. You're never going to achieve this. You liar. You're the father of lies. But an angel from God came down, used a prophet, and called me phenomenal. The indescribable God called me phenomenal. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Where are we at? Where are we going? What's about to happen? Let's have a first slide, please. What was the Great Commission? Go ye in all the world. Preach the gospel to every creature. Is that, is that what Jesus said? Come on, I I, I don't want to lose you. If if we're losing you, we'll just pray and go home, okay? Just, can you give me a few more minutes? Jesus said, go ye in all the world, preach the gospel to every creature, right? Baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Is that what he said? That's what he said. So now, that is our great commission. That has been the vision of our pastor. That has been the vision of this church. True? Listen, I remember when we were in a little office over Aaron's Pizza. and Nobody here probably even knows where Aaron's Pizza is in Cloverdale. And the first three slave duplicating machine was put there. And we duplicated tapes and Brother Biscoe traveled and he saw that people were not, had any tapes, had any books. And so the burden on Brother Biscoe's heart was, let, get the people, let the pastors get the tapes of the message. So Brother Bram says here, so I've watched for, for something. Has it slipped by? Us in humility. And we missed it. Has it gone and the church is left here. In her sins. If that be so then. It's later than you think. If not. Then there's coming one with a message. That's straight. On the Bible. And a quick work will circle the earth. The seeds will go in newspapers. Reading material. Until every predestinated Seed of God has heard it. None of them will come unless the Father draws them. And everyone that the Father draws will hear it and come. They'll be the predestinated seed that hear the word. Next slide. And now he's here. The one that you got the picture of the pillar of fire. That led the children of Israel. I say that. I say. Where am I? I say that in the name of the Lord. And now in the name of Jesus Christ. I take every spirit. Under my control for the glory of God. For the healing of the sick. Delivering evil spirits. And God be merciful. To the critics. And to the unbelievers. Is my prayer. Now hold that shot there. You can take. Christ is the mystery of God revealed. Identified Christ throughout all ages. Brother Branham starts saying, that pillar of fire was the same one that was with Moses. You stay with me. The same one that dwelt in Jesus Christ. The same one that knocked Paul off his high horse. He said, it's the same one that of the Red Sea. Is that true? Then that God is present this morning in a people. He's in the tribal. He is phenomenal. And you can do all things through Christ. All. All. All that was in God. He poured into Christ. All. All that was in Christ. He what? Who's the church? Come on. Who's the church? Confess it. Use it. Speak it. Hallelujah. What good would it do if I gave you my car out there if I didn't give you the keys to drive it? You'd have no power. You need the key to unlock the ignition. Jesus Christ gave us the key to unlock the power. Use it. Don't sit back and say, "My oh, my son or this. Use it. Speak it. Tell him. I know what I'm talking about, saints. You can ask my sons. I spoke it to them. I wept with them. I cried with them. I was willing to give up my ministry for them. Because I didn't want to have a ministry if they weren't here. Speak it. Watch God come behind you. I'm not talking airy, fairy things. I'm talking a living reality. My boys could correct me right now if that wasn't true. And they would. Let me tell you. They're men. Sat on the floor. Wept. Cried. son. Don't go that way. You do it. I'm over. I'm done. And it wasn't a tool to keep him. It was to let him know how serious dad was. Yeah. We need to get serious sometimes. We're in a serious hour. I don't want to see you go through a tribulation. I don't want to see hell. Listen. If they got these murderers. That are going into concerts and, and seminars and schools and, and they're mowing people down. The insanity you watch when the Holy Ghost gets lifted off. Listen to me, you young people up there. When the Holy Ghost lifts off and we're gone, hell has its way. The only reason you're safe is because you're under the protection of the blood of Jesus Christ. They wept, they cried at the exodus hour. If you didn't have the blood, you died. That's true. Whether you're an Egyptian or Israel. A Hebrew. If you didn't have the blood on the door, the eldest died. If you don't have this blood, this word, this message. I don't care what the critics say. They say... Do you actually believe you have to believe this message to go into rapture? They haven't got a revelation. The message is the rapture. I'm sorry, friends. It's greater than what we thought. We thought it was Malachi 4. We thought it was Luke 17:30. But now, what was he pointing to? Christ. 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 What was he pointing to? The Word-born bride. You can't act like a devil and act like an angel. Impossible. You're either an angel or a devil. God can't be two. Nope. You want to live with the devils? Have at it. Have at it. But I get myself around a message. A word that's being preached in its power. Where people are getting delivered and saved. Yeah, you go on that board. You see the answers to prayers. You might as well just say, Praise God, God's moving amongst this little church at Cloverdale Bible the Way. But there's got to be a confession. People are afraid to put their name on the board. What are you afraid of? Your dignity? What is this? Put your name on the... People don't even want us, Brother Tom, we want to meet you privately because we don't want anybody to know. Let the people know. More prayers? Hey, maybe it's somebody here that will touch the hem of the garment for your son, but they don't know about your son. Let them know. I'm not ashamed. Where am I at? We still got some time? I said some time, right? I got corrected on it the other day. I think it was one of my sons. Dad, you got to stop. I said, what? Saying five more minutes. He says, you never take five minutes. And I normally never used to say that. I said, I don't know how that popped up. But now I can say, can you give me some time? (laughs) I haven't even got where I want to go yet. Mercy. You're too good. You're wonderful people. Now, now, here, he's here. The one, you got the picture of the pillar of fire that led the children of Israel. I say that in the name of the Lord. What did Paul say? I say this in the name of the Lord. Yes. You who are alive and remain. Mm-hmm. The prophet. Yeah. Inefficient. Yeah. Prophet. Laodicea, not a thought, it's the thought. It's not a thought, it's the thought. I take every spirit here under my control for the glory, for the healing of the sick, delivering from the evil spirits. God be merciful to the critics and the unbelievers is my prayer. Incredible. People can look at that and it doesn't mean nothing to me. That picture tells me I'm going. The train's in the station. It's pointed towards home. God's children getting ready to... Hallelujah, John. We know, What did we know? What did we know? But God, by His grace, is opening our eyes of understanding. Open up and open up and open up. And it's not me in your enthusiasm... It's the quickening power of the Holy Spirit. Because if that same Spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, Abraham, it will quicken your mortal body if that Spirit dwells in you. Next slide. Look at that. This was the beginning six services ago. From mortal to immortality, two angels... Two angels. Do you see two angels? I hope you do. If you haven't, let me introduce you to Malachi 4. Revelation 3, 14. Can I I introduce you to the pillar of fire? Two angels were being photographed. The first time ever in history... You heard about Moses, you've heard about all these stories. But a prophet comes on the scene and says, There, that light that I've been telling you about, that amber, greenish light it's hanging right over me. Here he is right now. And there they were taking a photograph. God came down in this generation. Amen. Man, I thought that would even get Mike up out to see jumping over Brother Luis. Huh? He revealed himself to me. Next slide. You don't realize, friend, what a strain. You're living in two worlds. At the same time. And the angel of the Lord that you see in the picture is here now. And every spirit in the building is subject to me by Jesus Christ at the same time. Every spirit in the name of the Lord Jesus, I take possession of every spirit in this building. Who could do that but God? Oh my, 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 my. My, 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 my. Could I say my again? It's incredible. And Brother Brams, I did another quote. I don't, I don't think I used it in the, in the series. He said, here I am standing, but I'm in Illinois. And I'm in another city and standing here at the same time. That is incredible. It is phenomenal. It is indescribable. And you and I have had the benefit of it. But saints, we don't want it to become common to us. I want to provoke you in love. Get in the tapes. Because in those tapes are rapturing grace. Yep. Not knowing Brother Bram's a prophet. A lot of people are going to be in tribulation knowing Brother Bram's a prophet. That's not going to do you any good. It's to know Him is life eternal. It's to be buried in Him. In Christ Jesus. Amen. Next slide, please. The web. Now, we're under this great commission. We're going to have this, was it New Year's or Jubilee? And I missed it. Brother Tim mentioned it. And I had the slides for it. So now you're going to see it visually. And you've heard it now. This will be your third time. From 2008 to 2022. Your pastor, God used. have a vision to see this message go around the world. It didn't just happen in 2008. I got saved in 1975. They're making tapes in 1975. This was going around the world then. But it had to get to every tongue and nation. We were just trying to get it to pastors. So the burden the man of God had came to manifestation in 207. And he showed that kiosk machine. Anybody remember that? You remember that? And then it... It got morphed because as you sat down and more, you thinking about it, praying about it. God gives us, Brother Darren. We have men of God that God uses. Like I said, David couldn't conquer without his mighty men. This church wouldn't be the church without you. Wow, that was weak. That was really weak. Dan, come on, give me an amen back there. This church wouldn't be a church without you. David wouldn't have had a kingdom without his mighty Gentile warriors. And you've got mighty Gentile warriors amongst you. Gifts, Brother O'Connor. Gifts in Brother Darren. Gifts in Brother John. Gifts in Brother Aaron. To get this message around the world. Because once it's done. And that last seed comes in. You will be a phenomena. It will be indescribable. From 2008 to 2022, nearly every country on earth. Think about it. And you've had a part of it. Think about it. As a church body. People that have supported this message, this vision, this church, have a part of this. Is everybody looking up there, Cesarina? Can you read that okay? I should have got bigger font, I guess. Huh? You see good? Okay. From 2008 to 2022, nearly every country on earth has access to the website at least once. There's at least 10 nations or territories in the world that have not accessed the message hub website. Only 10. Next slide. And he said, go, ye in all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. We all know that the modern church in its present condition, present state, is in no condition to finish up the great commission that God gave the church for the day. They weren't. They can't. Pentecost couldn't. We're closing in saying this. Finish up the Great Commission. How could they do it? We know they're dead. God let it die in the scientific age. All of it. So he could do what? Open up the seven seal mystery to what? To the undenominational bride. They can go, they can preach, they can go in their missionary campaigns, but they have nothing to give the people. But God came down in this generation, a noise of people, to get this message around the world. Tom, give me an amen. Amen, thank you. We have been privileged as a people, as a body. You brothers have given. You have tithed. You have given offerings. You've given mission money to fulfill the great commission. And God has used a man of God who I love so dearly to drive this message around the world. And you wonder why the attacks. Get your spiritual thinking caps on. Don't sit there mamsy-pamsy on me. When God does anything, the devil's there to disrupt what God is doing. God was going to use a man of God to get this message around the world. And has it, but it comes at a cost. God bless Brother Biscoll and Sister Biscoll. They're phenomenal. They are phenomenal. When you can put in the miles that he's put in around the world, 160 some on missionary trips, even if I do an extent, you know, exaggerate in my trips, in my 47 years is only about 42 or three times. 167? And Brother Ed wouldn't go like me, I'd maybe go for a week. Or maybe three days or four days. Brother Ed would go at times when the church was young. Five weeks at a time. Getting the message out to a people. Saints, we lose that. We lose everything. It's not just sitting here. It's supporting the vision. What can I do? Well, pray. What can you do? Yep, give. What can you do? Get the message out. God is using men, but God has used the hub. Now listen. He said the church in its present condition could never fulfill the commandment of God. The Great Commission could never call out the bride. Which one would do it? Which one would do it? Which one? Methodist? Baptist? Who? Who? Who could have done it? But it took the opening of the seals. Go to Africa and be privileged to be at Brother Dioka's dedication. Over 25,000 people in a meeting boggled your mind. Do you see this message are going around the world into every tongue and nation and there's just a few countries left. I say lift up your heads. Lift up your heads. Your redemption draweth nigh, saints. Next slide. Those are the countries where the hub has gone. Or the messages are gone. Look at the countries. Next slide. This is data from January 1, 2022. Right, Megan? It's the same data, but one is reporting by city and one is reporting by countries. Next slide. That one is reporting by country. Look where the message is gone. Look where it's gone. Can you rejoice? I thought you said, we, we started this at the beginning. Praise him. Praise Him. Amen. Praise God. That people, whether they be in Africa, whether they be in Norway, Sweden, Finland, Russia, Ukraine, China. This message. Saints of God, China's burning up whether they want to shut them down and all. Those brothers are baptized. Another 18. What is the Great Commission? Yeah. Next slide. There, Now you're starting to see the pockets of the, of the cities where the messages are getting printed. Next slide. Look in Central America. Look where it's going. Next slide. Europe. Isn't that amazing, Jonas? That's glorious, isn't it? Just to think you're part of that. Next slide. Look at that. I'm sure glad Vancouver's in there. Next slide. Look at that. Comoros, only 8% internet access. Holy See Vatican, good. Well, maybe there's one seed there, you never know. 15% internet access in Nauru. North Korea, no internet access. Those are the few that are left. Lord, send out your voice. Send out a mighty voice. Next slide. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. Here it comes. The voice from heaven. Now, honestly, if I had enough spring in me, if I was Michael right now, I would be jumping over this. Because that, to me, is everything. Yes, sir. He said, now from the very thing happening to us, picture being Jesus standing, looking at us. And now exactly on sunset mountain and sunset light, the evening light. God vindicating himself. What is it? It's the fact that God and Christ are one. The white. How many see it? White. Wigged upon him. We, as we talked in Revelation 1. He I am he which was dead and now alive forevermore. Revelation 1. Now watch. See the supreme deity, supreme authority. No other voice. Get it? Everybody got that? No other voice. Say what that prophet says. If you're not saying what that prophet said and you're sitting under a ministry that is not saying what the prophet said, I'd run with everything that's in me. Because if you hybrid one thing, you kill the seed. Amen. See, supreme deity, supreme authority, no other voice, no other God, no other nothing. In him dwells the fullness of the Godhead bodily. The angels themselves was his wig. Yeah, that's exactly right. God came down to a prophet on Mount Sunset. Gave him, thus saith the Lord, go back to Jeffersonville. I'll meet you there. Brother Bram said, I'd make a terrible mistake. Because I was taking some of Dr. This and Dr. That, Smith and Larkin, whatever. He said, then Jesus came. Glory. The living word came and opened the book. It wasn't man that opened the book. It was God opened himself. Next slide, please. And even today, all the English judges, no matter how young they was or how old they was, when they went in for judgment, they wore a white wig. I'm not going to go there because I know a buddy of mine that wants to go there, I think. And I won't go there. But anyways, white-wigged is judge. But it's judgment to the unredeemable. But it's redemption to the redeemable. One is redeemed and one is judged. Their, wor- their word is the ultimate of the kingdom. What they say, that's all of it. And now, then, I've seen that. There he was standing there, yet a young man, but the white wig on. He was full, supreme authority. He was the word. He was, and he's having, wearing the white wig. Is there one more slide? Yes, there is. Stood right there when them seven angels appeared right up there on the hill. It shook the hills for miles like that. There stood seven angels, threw a sword in my hand, said, go home. Open the seven seals. And here they are, the true mystery of marriage and divorce and serpent seed. And all these things that's been fussed about. It's thus saith the Lord. It's thus saith the Lord. Do you have another thought? No. Brother Bram said in one place you got no thought coming. The only thought you got is his thought. It's thus saith the Lord. Is there one more? Yes. Things to come. No wonder he said, fear not. For now notice, we are redeemed by him and now risen with him. That's what Easter means to the people. Risen with him. Notice, we have his spirit in us. It's the abstract deed fully paid. I want to emphasize on this last thought. Please, saints of God, if you can give me just enough strength for a few more minutes. No, Now we have His Spirit in us. The same one that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you. You who have been buried in Him is in you. Now we have that Spirit in us. The abstract deed... Is fully paid. You don't say, well, I hope I make it. Has anybody ever said that? Catholics say that. Because I had a friend that was a Catholic. I said, do you know whether you're going to heaven? I hope I do. I said, I know I do. Now you say, I hope. You don't say, well, I hope I make it. You've already made it. Not I will make it. I've already made it. Come on. Come on, praise him. <laughs> Don't lose your praise now. It should actually be ampl- amplified right now. Think about it. You've already, a prophet's already telling you your future. It's a prophecy. You've already, Rosie, made it. I n- never made it. He made it for me. Not me. Him. Brother Branham. I don't care what they say. There he made it for me. That's all I want. I care about. I just want to see him. Manifested. How can you do it? Call him down. No. He is in you. The in Indescribable gift is in you. Hallelujah. The phenomenal one. How can you do it? Call him down? No. He's in you. Richard, he's in you. See, he's in you. Then, Lord, if I can get myself out of the way, you can manifest. How can you do it? Because you're ordained it so. All the Father hath given me will come. Next slide. Last slide. One day when I was weary myself, said, boy, you better go ahead. You're 50 years old. If you're going to do anything for the Lord, hurry up. You're getting old. But that morning, quickening power come. That quickening power come. And he let me look over the curtain of time. And I seen you all there. Glory be to Jesus. Let the hallelujahs roll. Let me ring my Savior's praises far and wide. (laughs) Hallelujah. Musicians, please come. All that you ever loved. Come on. Come on. Come on. This is now God speaking to you. All you ever loved. We get the same benefits as the prophet. That's what he said in Church Age Book. We get the same benefits as, I'm, as the messenger. He said, All that you ever loved, all that loved you, give to you. I seen them over there like that. What was it? Quickening power. Oh, hallelujah. Praise the, Praise the Lord. I just love him so, so much, saints. Let me just finish up on this one scripture as they get at their their position here. Just to tie it all together here for you. For if we believe, First Thessalonians 4:14, 4, if we believe, That Jesus died and rose again, even so them which sleep in Jesus or are buried in Jesus will God bring with him. For this we say unto you, by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain. doesn't matter whether you're buried with him alive or buried with him in Christ and you sleep. There is a resurrection morning coming. And by the grace of God... I'm gonna be there. Yeah. Are you buried in Jesus? Have you taken Him as your personal Savior? Because if you haven't, if you have not, you read for me this week, Souls That Are In Prison, and come and talk to me if you're unsaved. And find out what hell is gonna be like. And He describes it so well. And is it a serious time? Very serious. Is it could it happen today? Brother Bram said, he said, even while I was preaching, listened to a tape yesterday, he said, You know the rapture could happen while well, I'm standing right here. And if he believed that then, what are we believing now when the message has gone around the world? It's right. it's Have you been beneath the fountain? You can just start playing that, Brother Ryan. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior? We spoke of many of the benefits of Christ and being in Christ and how to be victorious over Satan and over the things of the world, over self and sin. But you, as Brother Bram said, have to use it. You have to use it. You as a person have to believe what God says you are. Then maybe in the next service, I, I, I and I'm not even going to speak it because these brothers they we, we plagiarize each other all the time. So I won't even tell you what I would like to get to. But it's you having to take the faith and taking what the prophets' prophecies have all been. Because if you go in Hebrews 11, you'll say, by faith Noah, by faith Enoch, by faith Abel, by faith Abraham, by faith Isaac, by faith Jacob, by faith Joseph. Each one of those prophets looked to the prophet's prophecy. And each one of those prophets believed what those prophets prophesied. So we say, well, God sent you Elijah the prophet today and people fall asleep. It's not, it's not worth listening to. I know it all. I've heard it all my life. If there's not an urgency to press the kingdom, there's something wrong in an experience. There's something wrong. Because we have to press the battle. Press it this morning like you've never pressed it. Young people, I worry. I'm concerned. I pray. Because there's a lot of things that society business they point you they point you they point you to success they point you to a position but you'll never be happy in that position i want you to be pointed this morning to jesus christ and him alone he will give you the peace that you're calling for in your heart this morning let's just bow our heads and we're in prayer Maybe someone here this morning something's pricked your heart and said, Brother Tom, I need that peace. I need to know that Christ is so concerned with my position in Him that I've never been really, really safe, Brother Tom. I've never really committed my life to Him, but I'm willing this morning. I'm willing to let Lord Jesus Christ take control of my heart and my life. Maybe you need a healing. It would be a shame to come to the house of God knowing that the healer's here and not reach out and claim your healing this morning. And you want to just lift up your heart to him and just say, Lord Jesus, I love you this morning. Heavenly Father, just in the closing, closing moments of this little service, have you been, as the songwriter said, have you been personally there, knowing that you are the indescribable gift of God? To know you as life and life eternal, Lord, And it's passing by people and they're raising their own thoughts above the thoughts of God. But maybe there's the honest in heart this morning. Your prophet said that third pull would turn around to those that are the honest in heart. And to those, Lord, would you open your word to them? Cause them to come into such a relationship they have not experienced thus far, Lord. So, Father, now, at the close of the service, I commit every heart, every life, every burden, every need. Burdens indeed, Lord, are lifted at Calvary. There'll be greater burdens as time goes on. We see the economy go the way that it will go. And we are not dictated by economy. We're dictated by the presence of Jesus Christ. So would you comfort your people in this times of trouble? We commit their lives, their hearts, and their burdens to you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's stand, please. Have you... coming to? If I get there before you do, let me tell you something. I'll tell you a secret. When you start coming in there, I'll be sitting there, standing there. I'll call your name. Because I know I'm going to be there. So you might as well, by your confession, tell me I'm going to be there. Say, Brother Tom, I'm over here. When Brother Bram said, I saw millions. Think about it. Under his ministry. Say, will Paul be judged? He'll be judged. Praise the Lord, I preached everything Paul preached. I can say, praise the Lord, I preached everything Paul preached, William Branham preached, Jesus preached. I preach the word. Amen. Amen. Well, I guess I held you a little long, didn't I? Because I saw some of you looking down at your watches. But that's all right. God bless you for putting up with me. It's wonderful to be in the presence of the Lord. Can we sing one more song? Joel's army, come in view. It's coming in view. I'm going with... No, I'm not going with my hands behind my head. I'm going with a fight, saints. Going to tell the devil, this is my possession. Morning stars. to go is where I should start right now and you go no Tom no drive those squatters off this is the lion speaking this is the supreme authority talking drive those enemies out take God at his word be real sons and daughters of God Pray for the next weekend. Next weekend, I'll be down in Seattle. Brother Murphy will be taking the service here. Some of the saints are going down for a major weekend with Brother David Mai. He's being installed as pastor. Ordained, I should say. He's installed. He's going to be ordained. He's having a banquet. There's brothers speaking. I'll be speaking in one service. We're just going to have a special weekend with Brother David Mbae. I'm sure if you... I can make it that he'd love to have you there. And then on Wednesday night, Brother Jean us is going to be ministering to us. So we're going to just have a great week. And we're just going to let the devil, we're enjoying ourselves. We're enjoying ourselves in the presence of the Lord. May God anoint Brother Jean for Wednesday, for the next weekend if we should have one. Until then, I'll see you in the rapture. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.